Welcome back for another episode of Full Steam Ahead. Where we discuss all things STEM with a twist of art. Our goal is to encourage the next generation of STEM leaders. Bring our experiences to life and... Encourage you to reach your full potential. Our objective is to... Put a spotlight on individuals who have majored or worked in... STEM fields, but leverage themselves into... Their passion, while also incorporating art. This includes, but is not limited to... To music, photography, videography, painting drawing and speaking all right what's up everybody welcome back for another episode of full steam ahead today we have a very special guest joining us his name is wallace miles go ahead and uh welcome yourself to the show wallace we appreciate you coming on man i'm excited to be here i've been watching y'all from a distance for a little while so to be uh in the same place as y'all is it's exciting let's get to it all right all right well i'll go ahead and uh, read, your, read your bio, go ahead and uh, get started and let the people know who you are because you definitely have a unique background and we definitely want to share that and give everybody some knowledge of who you are. Uh, so Wallace Miles is a project engineer for a general contractor in the city of Atlanta. But that is the place his life's path has brought him to today. He is the product of choice, determination, and grit. Wallace went to North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University where he entered the challenging major of electrical engineering while also walking onto the football team as a kicker. Wallace decided he was going to be a receiver no matter what anyone else thought or believed. He decided he was going to chase the desires of his heart. In doing so, he changed the course of his life, becoming a school record holder on the field while earning his degree. His hard work and tenacity allowed him to sign an NFL contract and win a Canadian Football League championship with the 2015 Edmonton Eskimos. Though many of his physical talents took him to some of his dreams, he knows his mental strength and awareness has and will continue to allow him to land on his feet and push him further and farther. With all Wallace has accomplished and experienced, he feels the greater joy is inspiring others to know they can attain any dream they feel pulling at their heart. All it takes is a decision, followed by a persistent, constant, excuse me, persistent, consistent chase. The real treasure in striving for your dreams is the growth and experience along the journey. With no further ado, please welcome Wallace Miles. That's what's that up, man. That's what's good. up. Yeah, man. I, like that. <laughs> Look, I, I needed the. That written down, but I, I ain't never heard it like that. That, that was dope. Hey. Yep. So uh, welcome again to the show. We definitely glad to have you on here. Um, you know, we like to kick things off, uh, not necessarily non-traditionally, but we, we kind of like to get to know a little bit more about you. So we do this thing called Lessons in the Trap or our lit segment of, of this podcast. So what you'll do here is uh, you'll talk about a song that has motivated, inspired you, has, you know, gotten you through a rough time or tough time or anything like that or maybe you just like the beat of the song so i'll let you go ahead and tell us what you know what song you've got on your mind right now yeah man a song that that really hit me in a time that i really needed it honestly it was uh my moment i think it's dj drama two chains meek mill probably came out in like 08 but i was going through a process of like i i feel like i know who i am but nobody else sees it and i don't have any real proof of it um 
and that song just it just kept reiterating in my head that you got to prepare for your moment even though it may not be here right now you got to put in the work the time the effort to be ready for my moment um, and that was me going into A&T pretty much so when, as I continue to progress through my my decisions and chasing um, my moment always stuck in my head so I was always trying to be ready for it that's what's up man definitely a banger man I used to jam that a lot back in like 20 like 2012 around that era man that was, that was yeah. a dope song yeah yeah I definitely uh, definitely they used to get me through some stuff too and then it makes you think about oh yeah okay it's, it's my moment and it's, it's nobody else's moment but you gotta you gotta stay focused when you, when you keep that in mind you can't you know drift off and be looking at what everybody else is doing All right yeah, that's a big point right there because you, especially in today's society, you see everybody else having their moments, but right. you got to focus and maintain that you're ready for yours, and that that entails doing all the studying that that you have to do, all the weights you got to live, all the sprints you got to run, you got to do those, um, because if you don't, I always say if you don't, you won't. If you don't go through all of that, mm. you won't be ready for your moment. Okay, I see you with the quotables. Wise words, wise words, man. <laughs> Tweetable. <laughs> yeah. uh, Taylor, you want to go ahead and, and, and knock out your lessons in the trap? Yeah, man, I've been on this uh, cold kick. All season came out hey. what, back in back in what, May or something like that. And then we just uh, saw J. Cole and, uh, and Rolling Loud what, last month. So uh, that was dope. So, I, you know, you like listen to an album. And you have like the song that, that stick out at first, whatever you like go back and listen to it. And you start mm -hmm. other yeah. stuff start like sticking out or whatever. Um this song was kinda like that. Um different I noticed the song initially, but then I started noticing like the vocals of, of other parts like as I listened to it more. But uh Hunger on Hillside, which is the uh the outro track. Banger. Yeah, bro. Love that song. I, I already mm -hmm. I've always loved it, but then I started like listening more and listening to to Boz's parts and I love the vocals. But uh the That's part my favorite that, song on the album. Yeah, it's it's gone up it's gone up on the list, man. And it's I, I don't want to like sing the whole song because like the whole song is inspirational to me. But it starts out with saying uh, God has a plan for you, and all you have to do is believe, believe, believe. And then the hook it says, "Shit gonna get hard. Keep your head strong. If I quit now, then I'm dead wrong. Fighting off Hello. this hunger for hours. Big step of gonna get stepped on. And man, that that just motivates me. I feel like it's gonna motivate me and hit me at different parts of my life, like. No matter what I'm going through, you know, now if I'm, you know, stressing about my career and trying to figure out what my next move is going to be, uh, that's like that song. I just listen to the song and it motivates me when I'm thinking about the the things I want to do on the side to try to like build my legacy. It's something that just it just hits and um, shit hits now. I feel like when you come to obstacles in the future, this it's song is going to just just resonate with me. So yeah, I've been having this song on on repeat like. Probably the last, probably the last two months or whatever. So, so yeah, that's my that's my lesson in the trip. I dig it. I like. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely a a banger, a dope song. <clears throat> you be stealing, you be stealing my cold songs because I'll be wanting to use them later on. <laughs> and I'll be like, dang, totally we need a Google Doc, man. Yeah. It's all but good. good I've been on, I've been on the cold <laughs> kick for real. That's what I'm saying. I've been on the cold kick for real lately, man. Right. Mm -hmm. And he he got something else with Benny the Butcher that just came out. I think like earlier. Oh, this week, or Man, I was just listening to Benny. Yeah, he's uh, spit this morning. 
I had I had, I just really just came up on them okay. or whatever. So I gotta gotta check that out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I go ahead and I'll go ahead and drop mine. Um. So mine is actually I I believe I don't want to say he's like a a J Cole prodigy or nothing like that. But he's to me he like a a, a younger J Cole in, in a sense, but different, but not exactly. Uh, Corday. Um, he has gifted yeah. and it's yeah gifted featuring um Aunt Clemens and Roddy Rich and I don't I don't have no specific lyrics but the whole song is just like gifted he's basically telling you like I'm gifted so to me that means that you have to tell yourself you're you gotta wake up every day and tell yourself you're gifted there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing there's a reason why you're in the position that you're in you have something to offer the world when you start to realize that then you know you realize I'm I'm here for a reason when people don't realize that they're here for a reason that they don't have a specific purpose then that's when they just like well like i'm disposable in a sense and once you start having that mindset that deteriorates your 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 drive that deteriorates your hunger uh the way you feel about yourself so you just gotta recognize that you're gifted and you you got a lot to offer i like the way you looked at that man because i actually didn't when i listened to that song mm -hmm. but you think about everybody's unique but we got to pull that gift out right. of us to give to the world. Every, every one of us has something that the world needs. But we got to pull that gift out to be able to give it. And, and to be able to tell yourself every day that I'm gifted is that reminder, like, I'm, I'm going to pull this thing out to give to the world because I am a gift to the world. I appreciate you. That perspective right. is now mm Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, all right, cool. Well, that'll, that'll wrap up our lessons in the trap. Let's go ahead and move on to our NVN uh, or our nature versus nurture section of the podcast. So uh, we have tailored this, uh, no pun intended, tailored this particularly to um, some things that we think that you might be interested in or some things that you might make you scratch your head a little bit um, on the field and off the field and in the classroom as well. Uh, so the first one is um, – when you play football, you know, when you, when you played in college, when you played pro, when you play now, um, do you prefer turf or grass? Turf. I, grass feel better. Turf. But turf, you know what you know, mm -hmm. you know what the, the terrain is going to be. Turf, grass got divots, it got mud, it got, you're going to slide. Grass not, might not be uh, down good enough where it's going to uh, leave under your feet. Turf, you know what's under your feet. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. Okay. I've heard. Is am, am I wrong? But I feel like there's people that don't like playing on turf. Also, correct? Yeah, definitely. It's all. I mean, it's grass okay. is softer. It's better on your knees. Like it's it's some benefits. But like if I'm trying to be optimal, I want to know everything under my feet is gonna be there. Mm -hmm. It ain't moving. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Got you. That makes sense. I mean. I don't have nothing to pick from because I, I don't think I ever played on no turf. But yeah, nothing, you know, the closest I got was flag right. football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Taylor, you got a purpose? I, don't you play? No, you, you play flag football? Uh, I ain't played in a minute. I ain't played since I was in Tulsa. Yeah, but I've, I've never played on turf before, so I don't, I've only uh, marched on turf. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. But for the same reason, I'd rather march on gotcha. turf. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like worry about the weather conditions. I probably go with turf too. Yeah. Because I feel like every time I go running and I try to run in the grass to be soft on my feet, I twist my ankle. So I'm gonna say turf also. <laughs> That's drastic. <laughs> yeah. But I but I feel you though. <laughs> hey. Uh huh. Um. All right. Cool. So 
Would you prefer physics one or physics two if you had to pick one? Physics one. Look, I can't okay. can't even remember sitting through it, but I remember gotcha. it had my attention because I got I got some questions right. I got so much stuff wrong and, and, and I guess failed so much in physics two. Uh, I almost had to take it again. Uh, I guess. Did you have Sandine? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I guess okay. it brought a little bit more out of me, but I I got excited about physics one. I can say that. Okay, that's interesting because I know like physics physics two is more like electrical is more electrical stuff going on. So I fe- I thought maybe you might prefer that. Man, over that's when I started thinking like, one, do I really want to do one this? Is more... <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's real. Taylor, man, what about I you? I don't remember that stuff, man. That was what like twelve years ago. <laughs> I remember I took it. At, I remember taking it at a community okay. college. It was the same professor for one and two. He taught real well, whatever. So it wasn't really a, I don't know, it wasn't really an issue. They 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 kind of okay. would come down to your level a little bit. So it either one was an issue. I don't remember what I learned in either class, and I never use it again. <laughs> mm. Bars. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with physics. Physics one. Uh, it, yeah, it's it, it it. I feel like physics one relates more to civil engineering. Um, it's more like lows oh, dealing with acceleration and stuff like that. Um, so that's my reason. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I just know I got I had some good feelings in physics one, and I had a whole bunch of bad feelings <laughs> in physics two. <laughs> <laughs> that's, real. that's real. That's real. Um. Okay. So this one, you know, this you from Atlanta, uh. So. I want to know, and I I, I I ask people this sometimes just because I'm always interested to know. Um, lemon pepper, traditional lemon pepper wings, or spicy lemon pepper? Traditional, but in a, as of recent, I got to throw that wet on there. Like at first, it was okay. lemon pepper dry, normal, but my, my sister-in-law put me on that wet. I was like, ooh. That's different. That's a game changer. So yeah, traditional wet. I, that's real. I ain't never had uh, wet lemon pepper. I'm gonna I'm go the same way. <clears throat> you ain't never had lemon pepper wings? Lemon pepper. No, no, I never had like the wet. The wet oh. kind I just had because I was gonna like wing stop wherever it's always it's always dry. Where you get them from? Just tell them to make it wet. Next time you go to wing stop, just tell them. Just say I want lemon pepper wet. Definitely uh, right. All right, I miss him. I miss. If I miss. Not, <laughs> it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, have you ever had spicy lemon pepper? No. Yeah, uh, shit. Probably, I've had it before, like at other places. But like Wingstop is my is my standard. Like I compare mm-hmm. all the like other wings. I compare it to Wingstop is like better or worse or whatever. So, uh, not that I really. Yeah. Interesting. You don't have a standard place. Okay. It just be it be the hood spots. Mm-hmm. The hood spots are the Chinese spots. Never have. The Chinese spots don't really do they don't really do uh spicy lemon pepper. But they always do the lemon pepper good though. You like Chinese uh Chinese spot wings? I ain't never tried them. I, I hear they good mm-hmm. The ones tried. that yeah, yeah, the one this one on Covenant Hot well, it used to be on Covenant Highway in Panola. Yeah. That we used to go to all the time. So 
but yeah, you can. I mean, it's various ones, and you know, in the city that you can, you can hit. But, all right, I'm a. Uh, we gonna jump to the last one. Um, audio book or actual book in terms of reading. Audio book, man, and it's well, it's it's two reasons. One, it's uh. I move around so much and so fast. I'm always in the car, so it gives me an opportunity to to learn and listen while I'm still progressing in the things I got to do during the day. Um, and then two, when I sit down and read in a book for some reason, I just be ready to go to sleep. So it's something I do at night. So yeah, audio books, and I can rewind it if I miss something. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for the audio. I'm on the same wave. Same, yeah. same right here. I don't know. I can't do audio books, man. It doesn't make sense. I listen to podcasts all day about, you know, people talking about whatever. When it comes to, like, actual books, like, I need to, like, sit down and actually read. Like, when I listen to audio books, my mind just starts to, like, wonder about other stuff. So, yeah, I still prefer actual books that I can touch and read. I got a whole bunch of books right here. Not if I read them, not really, but I prefer books. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Yeah. All right. Look, but see, that's my problem in both of them. Good to know, y'all. I, I can go 15 minutes reading an audio book. I mean, listen to an audio book or reading a book. And if I don't know what I, I listen to or read, it's a whole lot easier to press that 15 second uh, re- rewind and listen to it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of going back and yep. flipping back. True. True. Yep. Glad glad to know y'all y'all thoughts on that. <laughs> um, now we're gonna jump into uh, we're gonna let Taylor uh, take the reins on this one. Uh, our blowing off some steam segment, aka boss segment. Yeah. So go ahead and, and man, this in. stuff just happened recently. Wallace, maybe you can shed some light on this uh, as well as I speak on it. But so we just got a crib not too long ago. Been having some drainage issues around the house, or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, so you what you do? You like hop online, whatever, try to get different recommendations from people uh, who can come and you know fix whatever. So we get some contractors come out here. Uh, to come like give us a quote on like you know give us an opinion on what needs to be done uh, and then like kind of give me a little quote whatever so first of all I called like three people three or four people two of them didn't answer left a message dude, one dude answered said I'm gonna come out came out I was like alright bet um, what all you think I need done he was like I think you need this this and this I was like alright can you like just just kind of like spitball like what, what you think is gonna be a quote wise before you know, you actually like write up the official quote. He's like, okay, it's probably gonna be about this much. All right, cool. He's like, I'm gonna come back with my partner, maybe uh, early part of next week, uh, so we can actually get measurements and all this other stuff, and you know, give you actual quote. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now, I've, like, worked with contractors before, so I'm like, all right, if I don't hear from you like midweek, I'm gonna hit you back up. And he's like, all right, cool. Didn't hear from him. Called him up. No answer. Left the message. No call back. And I'm like, all right. I'm gonna get to do it one more time. <laughs> the next day, I texted. I'm like, "Hey, you know, what's, you know, I'm just following up, whatever." And he hit me up and ended up saying like one of the one of the dudes he's gonna come out with was uh, was sick or something. I'm like, okay, that stuff happened. He's like, "But we may be able to get there tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Just let me know." Next day, don't hear anything. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro. And this happens so much, man. Like, which is different, you know, contractor with like the electricity, plumbers, you know, whatever. You hit them up. They say they're gonna do something. They just don't do it. And I'm like, bro, like. I can do it. If you tell me, you know, if you tell me you can't do the job or you busy or what, I don't like you, whatever, just like let me know. I like just, 
why do you just not answer? Why do you just say you? Yeah, why why don't you do what you say you're gonna do? That stuff be driving me crazy, man. But I've heard that that's like not uncommon. It just depends on who you're dealing with. Uh, when I talk to a lot of my friends about you know they're in real estate or whatever, they were like, man, I deal with this stuff all the time, man. It's just when you find a good one, you gotta better keep them because people don't. <laughs> so it is so do you you deal with that part that side of the uh, of contracting or, or what? Man, all the time. I had recently, and, and part of my job is to make sure all material and all subs hit the job as the schedule requires. Man, I had mm. a sub I, I've been talking to since, I say October, maybe September. Talking about material, getting all this stuff, all this submittals and everything. We set a date for 12-13, December 13th. Two weeks before I check in, you good? Yeah, we good. December 13th, show up. Nothing. I'm like, all right, let me give a call. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's held up later on the day. Yeah, life happens. No answer. Yeah, no answer. So for the next two weeks. No answer. And like this, like we we contracted. They signed up already. I can't go and get nobody else without making a big deal out of them. So next two weeks, no answer. Get my project manager, my uh, uh, operation manager, give him a call. No answer. I'm like, bro, you killing us right now. <laughs> I'm telling the owner this is about to happen. It's not happening. Look like we don't, we're not doing our job. Exactly. And then like, well, they probably screwed screwed y'all critical path all the way up. Luckily, <laughs> luckily they they were the last piece for this one room. So we trying to we trying to finish the job up early, honestly, so we can kind of get our GCs off the job. But they called me like a week and a half ago. It might have been two weeks ago. Like, oh, our material just came. I'm like, I've been asking for this material for, for four months now. And it's just right. now. So they finished they finished their what day? Yeah, they've been finished they finished their uh their job last week. But I'm just like, all you gotta do is communicate, bro. That's what it, happens man. is right. what happens is I got plans. Communication saves the nation. I got plans that's coming right after that. Or I got plans that are around that. Now I don't know what's happening. Other people coming to the job can't do their job. So like it's yeah, that's that's a standard. But I think part of it is because a lot of the guys that, especially in, in residential, a lot of the guys doing the work, they do the work. They don't necessarily have communication skills. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I got a bigger job over here. Let me go do this work. I'll come back and get them yeah. if, if it's available. That's I, I've, I've heard that. They, you know, they like they, they know how to do the work. They're not into the business side of it. And right. so that's if you're just getting somebody that's, like a subcontractor or whatever and they like on the on the flip side you can get these like big when i say commercial i don't mean like commercial like real estate or anything but just like these these big companies they have you know project managers and gcs and all this other stuff right you can get them and they're gonna be on time but it's gonna be you're gonna be paying a premium because more expensive i I don't even say overcharge i mean some of them do overcharge but you know they have more overhead they have more things they have to 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 pay you know so yeah so i get that it's just trying to find that find that balance somebody's gonna do good quality work and communicate that yeah it's just it's, just, it's frustrating but that's and, and then you got to deal with like is it worth the time going to trying to find somebody else that may come in higher i'm like i right. got this price locked down right ah, i guess i just stress over trying to get get on their schedule but yeah it's part of the game i guess so do you ever get do you ever get i don't know if you deal with this part of it but like people like in the initial stage like getting quotes or whatever like is there something that that people will do to be like, okay, I'm gonna tell them I'm gonna do this, and then like not do it. Like, is it something that makes you say like, 
I don't know if my question makes sense, but uh, let me give you an example. Yeah, let me give you an example. So like, sometimes GCs will come out and they'll say like, oh, this price to do your roof gonna be thirty thousand. We right. like we know that's way too much. Like, they just be in the because they really don't want the job. Is there something right. like? Is there something that makes you say like when you going out there like I, I don't actually want to do this job, so I'm just gonna like give them a really high bid or whatever. Like, it's something that makes you do that. I mean, it only it only makes sense. I I don't do it uh, from what from my standpoint, but it's like okay, if I've got if I've got enough work to keep my business running, and I'm good. But you come to me with something that I don't necessarily want to do. I'll throw this high price out, and if you pay, if you pay it. I just made a bunch of money. Yeah. If you decide not to go with me, I'm already good. So it mm. makes sense. I just had I just had an asphalt sub shoot me this number, and I'm like, this is stupid. Matter of fact, I had a, a guy build build a uh, 80 foot furred out wall for like 20 grand. I'm like, this is crazy. But we needed it in a certain amount of time. He didn't need the work. We paid 20 grand. Yeah. But capitalism. <laughs> so, quick quick question. I want to. I want to um, interrupt y'all for half a second before you um, before you I guess my question is how did you get into construction and what does your day to day look like uh, working as a general contractor so it's actually kind of crazy how I got into construction uh, I left A&T with my electrical engineering degree but I went and played football so I went to Detroit and I went to Canada for about four and a half years but in the midst of while I was in Canada I would come home in the summer and my mother, being uh, my guardian angel, she started to see that you need to kind of look into uh, some other options outside of football. Um, so she hooked me up with this this GC. We just sat down to have a talk. I was just trying to see if it was a viable option. And he gave me an internship. Like, bro, I'm trying to still play football. Um, but I had this little eight-week internship. And I started to watch one of my project managers. And I'm like, this dude knows everything about this project people on this job respect him he helps everybody that comes in the door like i was like this is the kind of leader i want to be uh, it wasn't even about the job it was just like right. leadership uh, so when i got done playing in 2017 i went to virginia then i came home and started working with a small gc and we were, we were grinding i mean doing little the hard stuff on the job but i reached back out to the guy that gave me an internship and just was trying to talk to him about the path of construction, some things, some options I might need to look into. And my man looked at me and was like, so you looking to make a move? I said, possible. He said, I got a job for you. So I jumped into it. And he put me in ground level. Like I was out laying, found, uh, laying walls out. I was down in the mud. I was out there pouring concrete, uh, drilling, uh, mm -hmm. drilling into the concrete, putting rebar in. Like I was doing all the, the grimy stuff. But it was all in, in the yeah, trenches. It was all in in the <laughs> aim of giving me the understanding of what it actually takes to do to build a building, to do construction, and then from right. there it was a transition into the office where I was working on submittals, uh, working, learning about schedule, um, and then just transitioning to where I am now. So it was it was kind of weird, but like I said, my mother was my guardian angel, um, and she just kind of gave me a, a path, and like I. Like I said, uh, I decide and I chase consistently, and it, things just start to evolve. Okay. So, what, yeah, that's uh, that's. Oh, so I was gonna. So, so you got Taylor. I, I heard what you were doing before. So, like, what do you? So, like, what does your job look like now that you've kind of gone up? 
you kind of made your way through the company. So now I'm a I'm an assistant project manager, and it's more it's more coordination. I mean, it's like um, everything on the job needs coordination. Issues that arise, uh, schedule updates, uh, document updates, um, making sure all the material is is on the way, what the status is, being able to communicate with manufacturers, um, communicate with subs, tell them when they need to be on site, when they need to be done, because we're trying to meet that schedule. So it's, it's strictly, it's mainly coordination now. I'm working a little bit with contracts, learning uh, how to set those up for our best interest, but also to make sure we incorporate everything. So that's the biggest thing is like the scope gaps really hurt when you get to a project. That's how that wall I told you, it was a scope gap. So now we got we got to pay extra because we need it now. Um, so just understanding that. So my day-to-day is really just going in, talking with the superintendent, um, being available for any questions, any issues, but then also thinking, my division manager likes to say six months ahead. I'm thinking long-term, what issues are we about to run into that we can handle now? Thinking about, uh, like we got mechanical units that are 29 weeks out. That's over a half a year that we gotta prepare for, but then the schedule has mm-hmm. to adjust around that. So that's the day-to-day now, just solving problems before they become problems. That's what's, yeah. That's real. Uh, I know what you mean, cause in in my industry, like when we when we order structures and stuff like that, like you have to be on time, cause if not, you know, depending on if it's if it's a concrete pole, you can get it in like 16, 22 weeks. But if it's steel, it could be anywhere. It could be twenty six, thirty weeks, or something right. like that. You like it's gonna take this long, and then if you if you mess up, you design something the wrong way. Well, then like you somehow have to replace right. that, and you can't. The project can't always wait for another twenty six, right. thirty weeks to replace it. So now. Your client is mad at you, right? So it's really it's, it's really interesting when you get to the point to where you can look at things from a bird's eye view, or you can kind of look, you know, further down the road in order to see that. And that's really that's really impressive that you've been able to, you know, pick up pick up that skill. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, I wanted to rewind a little bit. Um, so being that um, football and electrical engineering are pretty much polar opposites in terms of the time management spectrum. They don't really go together like football, sports in college and, you know, major in electrical engineering. You know, most people don't don't put those two things together. So tell us how how you did that and and what what made you even, you know, want to want to go that route. I know I mentioned that in your in your bio a little bit earlier. Part of it, I was ignorant. Um, The other part, I, I had the desire. So when I was in I knew I wanted to go to college. I knew I wanted to do engineering. Um, that was a given. But I didn't know I was going to get a chance to play football. Like you said earlier, I walked on as a kicker. So my desire to play football was so great that I would do anything and deal with anything to maintain that. So if it meant that I didn't get a whole lot of sleep to make sure I went to 6 a.m. workouts and then went to all five of my classes and then went to the weight room and then went to uh, a film session then the practice and then the study hall, like, I was like, I'm desiring to play. I want to do this, so this is what it's going to take. Um, I missed a lot of parties. I missed a lot of activities. James, and y'all probably had a bunch of activities that I wasn't there, a lot, a, a lot of parties, because yeah. I was like, I'm going to Or you might pop in and be then out. dip yeah, out. Yeah, because I was like, I'm going to go have yeah. a little fun, but I got to go home. Get, I, I didn't want my nights to affect my days or my mornings because we had to do so much in the morning. Um, it's kind of actually how I am now. But it was really just that decision right. and, and the desire because I actually had my, my first counselor at A&T 
uh, I ain't gonna call his name out because you probably know him. Uh, <laughs> you may know him, but he, he. And for the people that don't know, Wallace and I went to college together. Just to give y'all a little bit of background, we had classes yeah. together from the same city. All that. He told me. Yep. He told me he's like, you're not gonna be able to do this. He was talking about playing football and engineering. And for some mm-hmm. reason, I'm just like, bro, you don't know me. Like, I could do whatever I put my mind to. Ignorant. I didn't know what it was going to take. I just knew that what I wanted to do. Um, so I, I eventually learned the schedule or a system that worked for me um, and just continued to press. Mm-hmm. I missed a lot, but I also was able to uh, achieve and do a lot. Got you. Hey, you did it. You got it done. So, yeah. Got it done. That's all that that's all that matters. Yeah. A lot of grind, but it is what it, it is. It is what it is, man. So is there anything that you would do do differently, like college wise? Does it sound like you kinda not stretched, but you know, you had a lot of different things going on. So is there anything you would do it differently or do you, or do you like the way that it played out? I love the way that it played out. I wish, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. so there are some things I would have done differently that would have helped me be more efficient. Um, but I don't think, like, if I changed it, would I have the same tenacity that I have today, the same grind, the same vision? So I, I don't want to change it. I know some things that could have helped me, but I'm happy with the journey um, to get to the result that I have today. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's about, too. It's the journey, and you can't really penalize yourself for, like, knowing more now than, you know, you, you did. At the time, you do, you make decisions based on what, what you, you know. know. Yeah. yeah. And it sounded like you, you you did that. You know, you went to college, play, walked on the team. And so what, what happened? You just, you walked on as a kicker and ended up being a receiver. So how did that, how did that go? <laughs> uh, that was really a decision. <laughs> Let me tell you a little quick story. So the first day I came in, you gotta tell them what you did in high school. <laughs> well, I was a I was a soccer player uh, in high school, and I, I kicked in high school, so that kind of gave me a foundation in kicking. But I didn't get a chance to really play receiver. That's what I really wanted to do. Um, but my team was stacked. I went to Westlake High School. I mean, it's it's dudes all over the country in the NFL. We had the most dudes in the NFL at one time. Um, and when, Cam. Yeah, yeah. My quarterback was Cam Newton. Um, so. Oh. I didn't get a chance to play receiver a whole lot. Yeah, it is. Um, but when I got to college, it's crazy how, like, I, I used to lose a lot in high school, but I was playing top-tier talent. But when I got to college, and I made a decision one morning, I was like, I'm done being a kicker. I'm going to be a receiver. So I took some cleats, some receiver cleats with a little longer spike for the grass so I didn't slip and fall. Um, and I had some kicking cleats. <laughs> Um, so I wore the kicking cleats out to practice. I put the receiver cleats underneath the goalpost pad because I'm like, I'm about to make a change. We went through the kicking portion of it. And I just went over there when nobody was looking after kicking was done and changed my cleats. And I ran over and got in the line with the receivers. The coach questioned me, like, what you doing, bro? I'm like, don't worry about it, coach. I mean, in camp, <laughs> you just need numbers. All right. <laughs> in, in camp, you need numbers. So it, it, I guess it didn't hurt them too bad. But for me, that was like, I'm here. I'm here and I'm not leaving. And from that day forward, mm-hmm. I was a receiver. I mean, they made me kick a little bit, Chase but yourself. I was committed. Man. That's what's up, man. That's what's and up. died, man. bro. That's exactly what happened. And from there, I just ran with it and just pushed the limits. 
And so can you tell us a little change your cleats is, is a phrase that, that you use as part of your brand. Um, tell us a little more about that. So my company is change your seats, LLC. Um, but that's what it's, it was birthed from. It was birthed from that moment. But what did that moment mean? It was the world was telling me like in high school, they nicknamed me kicker. Like I, I hated doing this, but you're going to call me that when I got to ANT that I was the kicker again. So I was like, I'm done with what people mm. telling me I am, what I can do. Um, and I'm, change my cleat tell them they don't know your yeah, life but you don't know me <laughs> I, 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 people look exactly. people say that but like for real you don't know me you don't know what i'm capable of and what i what's mm -hmm. what's burning behind this i had an instance where they uh i missed i was late for church one day so they benched me and i'm like so you think you're gonna break me because you put me down here on the scout team they didn't realize when i got the ante i was on the scout team every day for a whole year Man, this is home like you're not gonna tell me, you're not gonna tell me who I am or mm -hmm. what I can do, and you're not gonna stop me. So that was just my mentality. And change your cleats is that is decide who you are, decide what you want to do, right? And chasing and chasing, go after that with everything that you have. And like people say, I didn't, I didn't go to the NFL and have an illustrious career, but that's the other part of it. It's like chase it with all you have, and you'll gain so many skills that are gonna carry you throughout the rest of your life, not just to that one point, that one uh, goal. So that's that's the birthplace. Right. And that's what changing cleats means. Man, that's incredible. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a that's a crazy story. And just on on top on top of that, you defining your own path and all those different things. Um, how how can you how can you relate that to the STEM world or to to the STEAM world and people who aren't necessarily playing football but they are you know doing research or they are going to work. They're aspiring to get to a certain position um, in a company or just start their own company. Honestly, I use you as an example because, and I and I might throw out a little. As in me? Yeah, you. I uh, I might throw out a little bit oh, more dang. information, but <laughs> it's that decision. In. And I, I watched you decide you wanted to be an engineer, but I, I also heard in the background, James failed the FE. James failed the FE. James failed the FE. James mm -hmm. passed the FE. James taking the PE. Like it's that decision to continue to grind it, and if it takes all night, like I would, I would go from, I would go from class when I was about to go to the NFL, from class to prolific part, back to studying and trying to finish up my senior project till two o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. to wake up at six. Like it's mm -hmm. go, bro, just go. If that's what you decide you want to do, it's gonna take some stuff that nobody's ever gonna see, but the experience of you doing it, yep. the experience of you putting all that time in to get your PE. It may not look good when you fail, but for the rest of your life, you got all the knowledge and experience that you know how to drive and push yourself. That's how I look at it. So, like, I use you as an example when I'm talking about school. For me, I had this concept of catching both. Coach used to throw two balls. You got to figure out how to catch them both. Football was one ball. My engineering degree was another. So, you got to keep both everything in your sights and be able to adjust to be able to make sure you catch the first ball and the second, even if they come at the same time. Hey, mm. man, that's <laughs> that touched my heart. That touched my heart. I didn't. I didn't even know. You know, I I definitely have had some ups and downs when it comes to both the FE and the PE. So you know, I really I appreciate you saying that, and you know, that's part of my motivation as well. You know, you going like every people see the success or they see yeah. you know the the tip of the iceberg, but they don't see everything that's below that or that happened before right. that. 
Um, and, and that goes, that goes back to, you know, people, either people saying, um, what you can't do or, or people assuming that you, you either got places easily, right. you know, or, or whatever, yeah. cause you don't know somebody's life. So you can't just, you can't just judge them like yeah. that. Um, but you got to know for yourself, you know, what's, what's, what's deep down in your heart and how you get to those, to those, to those milestones and you hit those, you, you hit those goals that you want to get yeah. to. I think I think what's important with that, with what y'all said, and y'all kind of mentioned this earlier too, is that I guess James, what you kind of saying is like you, you just see the you just see the end result, or you just see the tip of the iceberg, or you know when you're thinking about like social mm-hmm. media and and you just seeing people's wins, people mostly just posting their wins, and you don't see all the grind that they had to go through, all the sacrifice they had to make to get to that point, and so that that just right. means like you have to it's important to just stay in your lane and like try to keep your blinders on as much as possible and just try to beat yourself every day rather than like trying to compete with yeah. like it's a, it's a shadow, you know, you're just seeing some, you're just trying to compete with somebody's end result and you're not seeing everything they have to go through. So you got to stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, while I was out here dropping, dropping gems, spitting quotables, all the above, uh, <laughs> Tell us, tell us a little bit more about. Um, well, we haven't mentioned this. <laughs> tell us about about underrated because that's also part of your brand as well and what you do. So underrated, um, the route they call the NFL Dream is the book of my story. Um, and initially, it started out just as a tale of what I did, what happened. But as I evolved, and that's why it actually took so long. It took me eight years to put it together and put it out. I started to look back and like how did what I go through, the actual acts, the the bullet points. How was my perspective then? How is my perspective now? What what was right and what can I carry with me right. the rest of my life? So the book Underrated evolved into this this story, this honestly I'm gonna call it a blueprint because of how in depth it goes into why. Like you can go in and run up a hill, but why? coach used to tell me to do this footwork drill i didn't know why i was doing it so the book goes through different instances of my life and my past but why why did it happen why was i there even had instances Mm -hmm. where i was ready to quit but i had to sit down and remember why did i start so that was this book i put out in may um you can go get it on on amazon but it's it's just the story of um deciding chasing and what did you gain from it uh, what goes in your toolbox as you continue on throughout the rest of your life because we all got a story we all got a book mm-hmm. um, but what is what's, what are you going to carry from this chapter or this section of your book into the next one to help you grow further right definitely and when you as I heard you say that um, you know I'm you know you're you're pretty transparent you know you talked you talked about your ups and downs things that people said to you and you know, I think like like for me, you mentioned me not passing the FE, you know, sometimes and, and working hard. And a lot of people, you know, would, you know, there's times when I haven't wanted to to back then when I was trying to pass it. It was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to tell people I'm taking this again or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah. But I realized that you have to be transparent, you know, and, and it's not even being transparent. It's being transparent for yourself because you just have to let things flow. Let people ju- if people going to judge you, they're going to judge you. Right. Right. Um, and then, but you also have to be transparent for other people in God's purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's somebody else that needs to hear our stories. Right. There's somebody else that needs to know, okay, this person failed, but look where they are now. Like somebody else needs to hear those things. But if, if everybody's hiding everything, hiding, you know, or yeah, you might've failed, but you got back up and you did this. Don't, don't make it look like it's some, 
you know, beautiful story, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, it's oh, true, this person right? did this, they did it the first time, and that's it. Just, you know, talk about what happens. And some people do pass, you know, the first time. Their, all their tests, they knock them out right out the way, but you don't know what else is going on in their right. life. So I think it's important, and I, you know, I appreciate you for putting out the book and being transparent and talking about, you know, all of your ups and downs, lows, highs, all those different things. Yeah, I think that's that's a big piece um, that we have to, and I, my podcast, Driving Dimes, is about being uh transparent being open like what are, what am i dealing mm-hmm. with what is society how do i see society what can i do better in my life like being honest and open with like i i got a situation in the book and i want y'all to go read it where when it happens you'll know mm-hmm. but like i re i reconsider who the who i was as an entire person i had to sit down and, and mm-hmm. reflect like is this who you really are um, and I, I did some stuff that wasn't wasn't right, um, but being able to sit and talk to somebody about that because we all go through our thing, but everybody goes through that thing, um, and being able to talk about it can help that person, right. that next person that fails the FE, mm-hmm. right, or the PE, or you know, whatever, getting to any culture and and, and not necessarily quote unquote succeed, right. right. So. You feel like you've always been this like transparent person, or is that something you had to kind of work towards as you've gone through life? Oh no, I had to work toward it, man. I was I was somebody who I always wanted to portray an image, an image of uh, doing the right thing, being a good guy. But I started to learn like that's a facade because I actually am going through some stuff that's that's real that ain't that's not right. Even as a man, I'm learning some things that happened as a child. Like, I made it, made it, made it look good, or my parents made it, made it look good. But really, this was an issue that we need to dive into that we can actually grow from. Yeah. Because I feel like any seed that you plant, you got to dig down first for it to grow up. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) Got to snap, snap for the the quotables, poetry out here. Well, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, man. I, I, you've kind of laid the foundation, you know. Um, you know, do you ha- do you have any any tips for uh, aspiring people that want to be either athletes or an engineer, or, pe- or athletes that want to be engineer? You have any any tips for them? I would say learn prioritization. Define what your what your goals are. If, if your goal is to be an engineer and play sports, define those two goals. And then everything underneath of that, prioritize what is it going to take to get to those two. Mm-hmm. And the things that follow fall at the bottom of that priority list, you might need to let them go. Um, because okay. let's say you are what, 32 years old now, 31? I'll be 32 in June. 32 in June. Cancer. <laughs> and let's say you spent... Off topic, but I just had to say Let's it. Let's say you spent the last 12 years trying to get your PE. I don't know when you got your PE. But those 12 years mm-hmm. of prioritizing will help the trajectory of your rest of your life, but then also the trajectory of your children's life. So understand mm-hmm. how, how important priority is, priorities are to the person you're becoming, but then also the life that you're, mm-hmm. the life and the legacy that you're going to leave. Right, man. Very interesting. Okay. But you, you got a lot of. Seems like you have a lot of different interests. You, know, you had, you know, football. You engineer. 
you're doing construction now. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different interests uh, that you have. At the end of the day, like, what do you want your your legacy to be? Like, what are your goals and what do you want your legacy to be? My legacy, what I leave behind, um, I want I want my name. So, my name comes from my uncle. My uncle was killed at 19 years old in Baltimore. So, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, never got a chance to meet him. So, the name Wallace in my family had that behind it. But I want that name, I want me to carry that name to move forward and do as many great things as I can. Not necessarily for me, but when my nephew, I got a nephew that's in the music. When he looks at Wallace, that name, I can go pursue my music and, and be as great as I can. When I, when my little cousin who's in finance, when he sees my name, he can go and, and start his own business, run his own business. I want, when you see that name Wallace Miles, when it's dead and gone, to mean I can go. I can go beyond what people think I, I am. I can go beyond where even I think I can go sometimes. But I can go. Um, I, that's really, like I look at my sister, she's an entrepreneur, but I want her when she looks at her big brother, I can go. That's that's really at the end of the day. I want people to see the name Wallace Miles. I hope they understand where it came from, with my uncle, and but then see how far it can go. Man, drop the mic, bro. Wow. <laughs> Man. That's, yeah. That's that's deep. <laughs> I got I got one last question, and this this is uh more so geared to, I guess. Maybe, maybe athletes, but, uh, so what, what advice or knowledge can you share regarding pro sports? And, um, like if you play pro sports and then you, and you transition to a traditional, what people call nine to five, um, I don't really, I don't really think the opposite happens very much, but how would you, you know, tell someone that or what's, what's the way. So here's another quick story. So when I finished playing at ANT, I didn't know I was gonna get a chance <laughs> to play professional ball. So of course, when you're going through these uh, mm -hmm. career fairs and you're getting uh, interviews, so I went to an interview and I was done playing. And I was like, she asked me, "So what do you do?" Pretty much like, "What do you do outside of school?" I play football. What else? I play football Raider. like that. To me, growing up, they told us. <laughs> You play football, everybody's gonna wanna hire you. So in my head, I was like, that's enough. He's <laughs> like, I think you heard me. <laughs> it's right here, bro. Hey, what, what else you need? What you talking about? That's what I do. But then I started to realize, and that's really how the evolution of the book was all the things that I learned and gained through chasing playing football. So in football, you learn, it's hard sometimes. You learn to put in hard work, you learn to work with teams, you learn to be a leader, you learn to lose. You learn to, to have dreams and, mm -hmm. and visions and work your way towards them. Like, it's so many things in the midst of where I was in football, the, in the midst of chasing the engineering degree, that I didn't really understand and know how to uh, project when I was talking to people. So if, if you're going through sports and you're chasing whatever, realize all the skills that you are developing in that space because they're the same skills that are going to help you in the nine to five world. Honestly, you're going to be a little bit more advanced because in, in sports, 
those skills happen to you in an intense fashion. Like I got knocked on my ass literally. In life, you're going to get knocked <laughs> on your ass. What did you do when you got knocked yep. on your ass? I got back up. Same thing. But just being able to understand that I'm going through mm-hmm. this space and I'm learning things that are going to help me forever. So that's what I would tell uh, an athlete that eventually is going to have to transition into a nine to five or even an entrepreneurship uh, route. Mm, that's cool. Gotcha. Yeah, everything is translatable. Um, that's, that's like a, that's a good mindset because you, you know, some people could look at it and say like, well, you, you know, he tried to go to NFL and didn't, you know, have a, a long career or whatever. And like that be it. Now I'm down on myself because I didn't do that. And it's like, well, I can look at everything that I've learned and be able to apply that to to different parts of my life. And I think anybody can do that in any situation, like learn, you know, whatever framework they they learned out of whatever situation, apply that to wherever else to be successful somewhere else. Even if they're not, you know, doing one thing, they're able to do something else because of the things they learned. 100%. I mean, you look at you look at the like the story I just told you. I walked on the A&T. I was at the bottom. I went into a completely different industry I've never even thought about in construction and in the muck, in the grind. It's the same thing. You just work. You work, you learn. You talk to people, mm-hmm. you grow. Same thing. But instill that self, instill that in yourself young while, you, while you're chasing after what you want to do. And then it'll help you do anything that you find yourself in or the things that you really want to do later on. Yeah, that's real. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Wallace, we really appreciate you coming on full steam ahead and providing another perspective to to our viewers and listeners, you know, showing them you can take things from completely different, you know, polar opposites and bring them together and really, really drive, um, drive yourself to the goals that you want to meet. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, glad to have you. Um, always good to have another Aggie in the building. Aggie Pride, uh, Aggie Pride, we appreciate man. it. Aggie Pride. And uh, thank you for joining us, and have a great yeah, day. Man. Appreciate y'all, man, for real. True. Good talking with you, bro.